0: We are live on the Weirdos Only podcast. We have Michael Lopez joining us. He's, um, what, what would you call yourself? Is it, you got a master's in social work? Or is that like a, is that a licensed social worker or, or what are they, what do they call that exactly?
1: Uh, it's like a step and a half review from licensure. Um, there's actually a whole process to it, uh, but you know, still have the degree and doing some amazing work with it that I feel okay. great about.
0: Is that like you have to do like your hours and stuff like that and your what do they call the practicum or
1: yeah yeah so you have to do like your clinical hours um there's a law and ethics test with it as well um, and then there's like a final exam to it at the very end
0: yeah so i mean a, a lot of people would give me shit for having terrible intros for people so <laughs> they're like say how long you've known them and stuff about it. i was like yeah i was like i guess so we would just start talking but um <laughs> i don't even know how i mean i would say I, I would say that I've known you probably since 2010 at this point at least yeah you know I yeah. Mean, if I have to if I had to set a number on it you know so that's what eleven years now
1: <laughs> does yeah that, does it
0: seem like eleven years ago dude
1: it, it seems like a lot longer but that's probably because of a lot of the stuff we did along the way
0: <laughs> Oh, maybe that, that's something else just flew on by yeah for sure no yeah I mean that's uh that that's a uh, I think that I I mean, obviously we're, we're in the same within the fraternity and that's kinda how we met, right? But I think that like you also like you also have to think about and not to shit on anybody, but how many other guys were there when we were there and how many of them we like still talk to. And it's like some you're like, Yeah, we built a bond or whatever, you still talk to here and there, but some are like, Wait, hey, what happened to that guy? Like nobody knows what happened to like certain people. Like, where are they? You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, dude, there's like a uh a few bros that stick out, even a couple of my line bros that I'm like, I have no idea where they're at. They, they could literally be out in space right now and I would have no clue.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I know there's, there's a couple of guys that uh, two weeks after we crossed, I didn't know where the hell they went. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> never saw that guy again.
1: Yeah. We had one like that in our line too. And he just uh, took off and did a thing. And you know, it is what it is, but I hope he's good. You know, wherever he's at.
0: <laughs> Wish him the best. I always, I always say like, you know, and, I talked about it in a couple other episodes about like there's a lot of guys that join for what they think you know and there's a lot of great things that an organization any organization can do for you but they a lot of them just join for that they don't join to like oh i'm going to contribute too you know what i mean and i think you've been one of the one of the you know i, I kudos to you man i think you, you've given a lot a lot to the fraternity from as an undergrad and then you know as a as a graduate as well like you know once you in your adult life you've given a lot of time to the fraternity and, and given back and i think like i said there's a lot of guys out there that want to take 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 but then don't really give anything or provide anything and then you'll see them in the you know in the group like hey guys i'm selling this and that or you know i'm friggin', you know and they're like who's this guy like i don't know who this guy is you know hey use, yeah. my, use my code <laughs> like,
1: yeah yeah you know it's it's crazy um I honestly didn't know that I would be as involved as I am right now in, in such a formal way, right? Um, yeah. I literally, I mean, you could have told me I was going to be president of the fraternity, you know, 10 years ago, and I would have laughed at
0: you. National like, president. National yeah, right
1: yeah, it, it's a trip, man. You know, and the thing is, even at, as, at a younger age, I never was really formally involved, like, as far as holding a role or a position. Yeah. Uh, it was mostly just showing up and, and showing out, right? Like, helping people out with things. Definitely showed up for all the fun stuff as well, as yeah. you know. Uh, but it's just been interesting, you know. And now, uh, to your point, you kind of see the other piece where there's folks who just come out of the woodworks with the craziest yeah. stuff. You know, like, oh, I need a lawyer for, like, my baby mama and this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I ain't talked to you for, like, 10 years. Where have you been at? Let's start there first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I think, uh, like you said, I, not, there's so many guys that, had, that did a lot of work and it depends on what you consider work right but that had or had an influence you know what i mean and and just showing up made a difference you know and maybe you weren't the guy going to you know student life and leadership and then doing the meetings and filling out the, the paperwork but like when things happened or when 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 the bros needed to be motivated or you know like when they needed to look to somebody or something needed to get done you you know there was always those people that you knew were always there maybe they didn't have a position, but if if shit went down, they were always there, you know, those are the guys that matter that make the difference, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially how I feel about the group I'm with right now. It's interesting. Our board has like a variety of generations represented. Um, You know, one of the founders of my chapter is is on the board. Uh, One of the founders of our theta chapter at UC Davis is on the board. Um, And then we got guys that just graduated a year or two ago that are on the board, you know, so, You get those different generations in there, but, you know, in some way they were those guys to the people they were around in, you know, in their undergraduate career. So it's kind of cool to see us all come together and, you know, find our way to kind of mesh and and work. Uh, But, you know, it's fulfilling, man. I think ultimately, I know I've gotten a lot out of this organization, right? Our fraternity's done a lot of good things. Um, I'm always in a growth mindset, though. So I'm always thinking, how can we make it better, right? How can we inspire more people, motivate more people? Uh, and the group we have right now seems pretty uh, uh, pretty focused on that with me as well. So it's it's been, it's been awesome, like, being a part of the board. Uh, definitely has ups and downs. Definitely has headaches. Yeah. You know, uh, there's days where I'm like, man, I feel like I could just ring these guys next because they're just doing something stupid. But it's like, at the end of the day, I probably would have done it too if I was their age, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something you consider sometimes too when you're just like, man, these goddamn kids. And then you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, you know, the same thing, like, you know, I don't know. At least for me, I mean, I'm I'm kind of one of the shit talkers. So I'm not going to say I'm not, you know, but it's more like in a motivational way. Like, how come you guys aren't doing this? Like, what's up? What's going on? Like, we did it. Like, we did this or we did that. And sometimes they're like, well, we'll freaking help us or whatever. But it's like, hey, well, we didn't have help. Like, you got to figure it out. Like, kind of like pushing them a little bit. But some guys don't take it the same way, you know, and some guys take it as just like, oh, you guys are just shitting on us, you know. But at least for, I mean, maybe it's my generation, maybe the older generation that was like, oh, we'll show you, like, you know, we'll show you old guys, you know, like, like we're going to do it better. And we're going to, you know, more of the competition as opposed to just like, oh, these guys are just shitting on us, you know, for us, yeah. it was like, all right, cool. Like, we'll, we'll make it happen and we'll show you kind of, you know, what what we can do with what we got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To kind of yeah. do it better, do it better, bigger. Like you said, always kind of that growth mindset, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. it's It's interesting because... I think no matter what generation you look at, there's always been this weird like disconnect that happens as soon as you join the board. Um, I remember being that you know young in my younger years, being like, "Oh yeah, the, our, our board at this and that and f them." And this. Are you talking about
0: the board <laughs> at your chapter? You're saying? Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just saying, like our board of directors in general, yeah. like they were kind of the guys you wanted to talk shit about. Yeah, um, the guys. And in it's charge. like a similar. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to support y'all, you know? And they're like, nah, but the BOD this, the BOD that, you know? I know it's yeah. not all they do, but it's just funny. Like, I'm like, what can I, like, It's maybe there's not nothing I can do to make that any different, right? Maybe that's just the way we exist. But to your point, it's interesting the types of things that they need now versus, like, what I needed. I was very similar to you where it's like if somebody came and told me, hey, like, you know, uh, Put up or shut up. You know, back it up, and like I, you know, I would show up and, and make it happen, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna do it better than you could even ever imagine, right? Um, and not to necessarily say the generation now is soft or anything. Um, I just think the way that they need things, the way they communicate, has changed so much. I mean, society as a whole has changed, right? So yeah, uh, you know, it's it definitely takes a much more like detailed approach. Uh, in order to reach folks, and be able to, like, work with them, and get them to see, like, hey, you know, I'm here with you on your side, which, of course, thankfully, me being in social work has very much helped with that process, right, It given me some skills to talk to them, and really connect, you know.
0: Yeah, and so what, I mean, let's take a step back then, now, now let's take a step back to why you went into social work, or was there anything before that, that kind of guided you? I don't know what you did your undergrad on, was it is kind of, or you're you're smiling. So what was undergrad? In? I under,
1: undergrad took me like seven years to finish because I had to figure out what it was that I actually wanted to do, and I made a few wrong turns. And yeah, turns. But you know what? Well, uh, I
0: don't know if they're wrong turns if you, they ended up here. You know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 a turn maybe that you know the, you turn back on or whatever. Like you said, some U turns. But I mean, they all they it's it's like that that path isn't doesn't just go straight up, right? It's fucking got right. peaks and valleys and. Different directions.
1: So, so, so maybe it's more fair to say that I, uh, you know, veered left off the interstate for a bit and then caught back up five miles down the road, right? Life in the, uh, fa-
0: life in the fast lane. We can't find the off-ramp. The, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, no,
1: but, you know, weirdest thing ever. I actually originally went into college thinking I wanted to be a doctor. So I actually started as a bioengineering pre-med major. Yeah. Which is like a lot so ridiculous. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thing is, I realized I hate math. I could do it, but I hate it. So I was like, yeah, engineering's out. Like, let me try to just do biology, like straight up, right? And then realize that college biology is boring as hell, at least to me, you know, no offense yeah. to the biologists out there, right? Like, but I couldn't vibe with it. And I realized, like, I want to help people, but maybe not this way, right? Um, yeah. So ultimately landed on sociology, uh, which was cool. Like, it taught me a lot about people, about society, you know, about some of the issues people face and just, you know, the different ways that folks approach them. Uh, but what really drove me to social work is I felt like, okay, I know about these issues. I know like how to look at them, examine them and and research them, but I don't have the tools to actually do anything about them. Right. That was the piece I was kind of missing. And so that's where the jump to social work came in because it's a very much like an active profession. Like you are always trying to change and improve things around you. So it was kind of like, you know, you, you have like an understanding of the landscape, like here's the toolbox that you need to to change it and reshape it. So, yeah, yeah.
0: And you felt social work was that was the way to go. I mean, like, I mean, you could have become a licensed therapist, or you you know what I mean, or you could have gone into psychology research. So why social work? I think for me,
1: uh, there's a few things. One, just in doing my research around similar master's programs. Um, you know, like there's MFTs, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of other practitioners that are in similar fields, right? And definitely no knock against them. I just felt like this degree in particular gave me a little bit more breathing room as to what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people. Um, I've always been kind of one of those folks who like thinks outside the box and like really tries to get into non-traditional spaces. So like right now, even as a social worker, I'm not like doing clinical social work. Um, Even when I was, At school, I wasn't doing a clinical track, I was doing like the macro social work like hey if you don't know exactly what you want to do in social work track basically. Um, But I work with with uh, young people right now in a a program that teaches them about uh, computer science and coding Uh, they learn leadership they learn entrepreneurship. uh, And my job is to make sure they have everything they need to be supported and, and go through that program with the best possible experience so i'm doing a lot of social work there. But yeah. it's not like I'm sitting in a room with somebody doing therapy, right? Like yeah, I never yeah. really wanted to do that part, so that's why I like this degree in particular because it allowed me to have like that flexibility. I wasn't going to be contained to having to be, you know, in a, in a clinical office and just do the clinical work. I could go to a lot of other places, right?
0: Yeah, no, and that and that's good. Like, that, and that's why I ask. I mean, it's it's really you know, like you. I feel like you already did it twice. We're like, oh, I don't want to talk shit about them or them. But it, it, you're not really, because it's more like, well, this is what fits me, you know what I mean? And this is, then that's why I asked like, which direction did you want to go, and why did you go in that direction? Because, and and also, ha, did you sit in that, you know, and have you, or or even now, have you sat in it of, of why you do it? Because I think that, and I don't know if there's something that that they that they had to explore within grad school or in general. I mean, I'm sure that they make you go right to therapy yourself right i, I know that my friend said so she was going and she's like i have to go and actually like because school makes me go but she's like now it's benefiting me and i like it but it's like they made her go like to actually yeah, yeah.
1: so usc's program doesn't make you um i had a lot of colleagues like when i was interning who were from other schools that did i wish usc did i will i will name that yeah i think it's something that's so useful uh, it's so helpful, even if you're not going for like therapeutic purposes, quote unquote. Right? It's just so helpful for like introspection and being able to figure mm. out like who you are, why you are that way, and like how you can kind of move around in the ways you want to. So, for me, though, like my why in it really has always been like helping people, and and I think you know tying back to the fraternity from earlier or even now my work, you know, in social work, those are both rooted in that same thing. It's like how do I help other folks? Um, It's kind of the way I was just raised, Um, you know, interesting, even though I was raised, my parents have been divorced since I was uh, a baby, basically, but they both kind of had that same mentality with me that, like, you always help other people. You know, you try to be
0: good to other people. I think it's a very Latino thing too to be like very much about community and and you know, hey, we we help each other out. It's like something as simple as like the quinceañeras, right? It's like, oh, pues la Tía va a ser el menudo and the tía over there, she, he has he's a he has DJ, he has speakers, so he's going to bring that. Everybody kind of collaborating, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really cool to see it now like I guess in my professional perspective, right? Like I do the same thing with my colleagues, right? Like we kind of all, you know, bring our different pieces to the party, right? And, and really help support other people. So it's a very communal profession as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's a piece that I love too, is that it reminds me of that, right? Like we, we can be really close and tight in and really support each other. Anytime I hear somebody in social work or they hear I'm in social work, they're like, oh, you're a social worker, cool. Like, let's talk, let's figure out what you're doing, right? Like it's very energetic and like people are really attracted to each other in the profession.
0: I mean, that's good too, because I think that, you know, there's other professions that are very competitive against like, you know, like, Oh shit, this is going to take my clients or whatever. But then it doesn't really, it doesn't really help the growth. Right. It's just like with this whole coronavirus thing. thing. If, if doctors couldn't communicate, then, you know, you don't really know what's going on and what, what, what are the, you know, what are the findings that they're getting? And it could be the same thing that you're finding, or they're missing the one piece that you're missing. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how yeah. you, you communicate and kind of help each other out because that's the more you help each other out, the more people that you can help, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, us being in like a very person-centered uh, field, right? Like it's in our best benefit to do that. Um, I mean, it's not to say that there aren't some social workers that are kind of uh, petty or try to act elite, right? But for the most part, we're all trying to learn together. We all realize like nobody's going to have all the answers, right? Like, be stupid to think you have every every single answer when it comes to people right like you can't figure everybody out
0: so yeah especially I mean especially when you you know you're you know you're in your 20s or whatever and you you took a couple classes like come on like you have to you know like you have to put yourself in other people's shoes you have to be able to you know, instead of just saying, oh, well, it's because of this, this and that and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's just like there's so many layers to, to you know, even, even some of the simplest concepts in psychology or, you know, stuff like that that you have to figure out with people. And I think, like I said, that's why I asked why you did it. Um, and, and if you've dug into some of those reasons, because I think that a lot of people, a lot, let's, let's put it in a simpler term, a lot of codependents go into that field you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's true. I see it a lot too. Um, you have to be in check with yourself constantly to understand like, okay, am I, am I really focusing on why I'm doing this? Is the, why it makes sense? Is it, is it not about me? And is it more about the other people? Right. Um, I, you know, when I went into my social work program, I remember like my personal statement just listed out, like pretty much everything you could ever like associate with somebody who's a social worker, right? Like, you know, I've had family members who have, uh, you know, been involved with like gangs, I've had family members who have uh, succumbed to like substance abuse, Uh, family members who have been sexually abused, right, folks in and out of the criminal justice system, uh, experienced homelessness, like everything you can think of it was on that 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 statement, right. Um, You know, but I really just pulled it all together by saying look. This isn't really about me. Like I can use those experiences to help other people. But the fact that I know those experiences exist, they were very real for me. I can only imagine what other folks are going through, right? There's probably hundreds more things that could have happened to me that didn't happen to me. And it's happening to somebody right now. So maybe I can be that one person who helps them, right? And kind of gives them a helping hand and says, hey, you're not alone, right? Like you have somebody here who can understand some of what you're going through. So, but it's a pitfall early on. Some folks don't do that look inward and kind of don't realize like i'm actually doing therapy for me as opposed to doing therapy for the other person you know
0: yeah and i mean that that can be an issue too and and not not just not even in the sense of like oh well you're 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 not doing it for them or whatever but more in like it's not going to be healthy for you right because you're always going to be chasing that and you're always going to be like looking for like okay uh, how is this like okay this doesn't pertain to me like you're gonna you know you're not gonna you're not gonna really dig, dig into something unless it's like oh this is this is for me or you also carry shit a lot heavier on yourself and you're you know what I mean like you're gonna you're, you're gonna want to help somebody so bad that like you know and one one thing that I talked about in another in another episode with a friend we're talking about um, like cognitive behavioral therapy and she was saying that she went to, I don't know if you're familiar, kind of um, that kind of, okay. Yeah. So she was saying how, like, basically, CBT is very, like, it's very, like, elementary entry point, kind of like talking about your feelings. How do you feel? And, and you know, how does that feel? Uh, and, like, oh, are you going to care about that tomorrow? Are you going to, you know, that, those kind of questions. And she was like, I hated it. And why? Because she was kind of beyond it already. She was like, I know, I, I, she's like I have a handle on communicating I just need to have a handle on what that shit means and putting it together you know and I think a lot of the times people are like trying to figure themselves out and like they're just like going after like that white rabbit right like what what is it that that ails me or whatever and so like I said kind of that going into it in that manner of like of like, I'm I'm trying to figure myself out, but then you're using other people and not really, you know, and, and, and holding on to them because some people might not be ready and you could just keep pushing and pushing. Like, dude, some people need to be like, you know, it needs to be very slow. It needs to be very gradual. It needs to be like, It needs to be a conversation of just like hey let's talk about let's talk about your experience in college and just like oh we used to go out and then slowly you kind of you you know get them there instead of the people that are going to go in there and be like yo like i had some shit, you know my dad did this and because they're already there you know and so some other people can just be like oh we're at a party and this and that and then you're like, oh, but I remember that was my dad's birthday that weekend, and you know I couldn't go. And that's you know what I mean. That's where you're like, okay, like that's where you kind of dig in. But they're not willing to go there quite yet.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know it's 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 interesting because like those are really fundamental things in the in the field that at least for social work that we we talk about, right? Um, so you know building rapport first, right? Like, kind yeah. of Not just like opening everything up and letting the floodgates run, right? Like, but just little by little, picking through everything. Um, And then there's these concepts of transference and countertransference, right? So, like, transference being, like,
0: the way it affects you
1: when somebody in therapy is, like, telling you their issues, right? Um, And then the countertransference is, like, any presentation or, like, anything that you give off in response to what you're receiving, right? Um, And it's very real. Like, we have got to be very aware of it and very careful. Nobody's perfect, right? Like, it's, yeah. uh, if you say something to me that's just shocking, like, in the middle of a therapy session, I'm going to react to them. I'm going to try my best to stay neutral, but it might make me, you know, smirk a bit, or it might make me, like, have to turn away for a moment, right? Uh, we might have to take a break for a few minutes. like. Or it, or it could it be is.
0: something, you know, that kind of weighs on you. And so, like, at, at least my therapist, when it came to transference, he told me, like, he's like, there's, he's like, there's patients that I said, I can't work with that guy. Like, I just can't. Like, it's not about... Him? It's about me because it's good, you know. There's too much yeah. there. There's too much transference there. I and um, I had mentioned it in another like uh, that. I had talked about like going to my therapist and uh, and I told him some shit that like this girl did to me, and he started fucking laughing, you know, <laughs> and like if like and that's how I sound like, like um, but I I think because we had that rapport, you know, and yeah. I've always felt like at least with this since I've had this therapist, it's felt like I I'm talking to a bro. You know, at the bar, mm-hmm. you know, because he just had, and he's Latino, and like we kind of like, you know what I mean, and yeah. so we had that rapport, and I was just like, at first I was like, "Motherfucker, are you laughing?" At you? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, <laughs> this I'm, girl, I'm you, laugh. you know, whatever, or like, you know, and then he's just like laughing, and then but then he brings it back, like you know, he's like, "That's fucked up, man," like you know, he's like, "That's not good," you know what I mean, and so, like that rapport was there, and he knew that was there, right? He knew that that he, that it was more casual in that sense, you know? And then he brings it back to like, all right, well, what is that, how does that feel kind of for you or whatever? and whatever? And digging in a little bit deeper, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I so right now, actually it's an interesting time for me. Like, um, so for social work, once you're in the field for two years, most universities will allow you to start taking on uh, MSW uh, interns right? So, you have to be out doing something in the field for a bit, and then yeah. at that point, they're like, Cool, like you're good to supervise something. So, finally, have an intern um, great intern, uh, 100% on top of stuff, completely motivated, loves the work we're doing like everything you could ask for, right? Like, it all lines up. And I, I get yeah. not every intern is going to be that way, um, but it's interesting because we talk through a lot of that stuff, right? Like, we talk through like how, like, there's a need for us to take care of ourselves as human beings as well. Like we can't just keep that therapist hat on, we can't keep that social worker hat on 24 seven, as much as it's hard not to do that, right? Like it's just hard to like, want to continue to think through all these issues and like process these things throughout the day or think about that conversation, you know, when you're sitting at dinner later on, um, you've got to find a way to not do those things, right? And, and really try to just like work through it as you can, um, you know, hopefully if you're a therapist doing that kind of therapy, you're also have your own therapist that you're doing therapy with, right? Like that's yeah. somebody to kind of pour into. There's that thing, right? Like you can't pour from the empty cup.
0: Um, yeah. The,
1: the issue is some of these fields, social worker, social works like this, right. Um, it, it's that thing where they tell you like self-care is so important. You need to do self-care. You need to do it. They don't tell you how to do it. They don't give you the tools. They don't give you the resources. They don't give you the time, but they're like, you need to do it. Right. And it's like, how am I supposed to do it if you don't give me time, space, resources, whatever that I need to to take care of myself, you know? So that's a pitfall too. Like, especially folks who work within like the county systems, you know, they're, they're overstacked on caseloads, things like that. Like there's no time to do self care, you know, like, here's a piece of pizza, like, great. Like, this is my self care for today. I guess like, thank you, whatever, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, Full disclosure, I had a I had a therapist who was going through a divorce, and then part of me was like, "Fuck! Like, like, what is this this dude gonna tell me? Yeah, tell that bitch to fuck off or something. You know what I mean? I was like, oh man, like, uh, you know, I was like, but then and then I realized that like, he still had good advice, and he was and he there. I remember there was literally a session, dude, where I felt like I was the therapist. And I was like, but then, but I guess also like my codependency was like, oh, I'm helping this guy, you know, and like now I'm helping him a little bit, you know, like it felt good to me because to me it was always one direction and it felt Mm -hmm. good that it was, you know, the other direction as well that I can provide value as well, you know, and it wasn't like, oh, I paid for this, like this, but because it's still, like you said, building that rapport and like, it's like, you know, it feels good instead of just like, so I remember one time I was walking in and this couple was walking out. You know, from from the office, and the and the and the dude was just like he just he just wanted to talk, and I told him no, and I was like you you saw how I told him, like I was like no, we're here for us, and you need to answer our questions, and I was just like right off, and you could just tell the girl was like oh my god, like we literally just left, and you don't fucking get it, like you know what I mean? it was like it's the whole the whole reason yeah. we're here. He's like what an idiot, huh? <laughs> like like dude, like you could just tell it. It was like dude, like you went in there to get answers like you in your like for me I was like there's no answers there the answers are here in your head and you go there to make sense of them you know what I mean and figure out which ones are the right ones and, and why you're doing you know which what things you know but it's just so hilarious to me that I was like oh man like this dude like went in there and you could just tell he was just like just waiting for his opportunity to speak he wasn't listening you know
1: yeah yeah you get that a lot and surprisingly you can get that even from the therapist end, right like there's there's some therapists who don't necessarily like they're always trying to find the answer or solution for you or, or point yeah. you to the, to, the, to the end um and i think it's sometimes natural like as humans we want like that immediate satisfaction so we're looking for the solution to the problem right away um, or they get dated I, you know yeah
0: like throughout the years they're just kind of like oh i've seen this yeah yeah oh
1: that's what it is textbook right there right And it's like yeah you got to take the time you got to spend time with people you got to get to know them you really you know that rapport building you really got to know who they are and what's going on in their life and just because they have all the same exact things going on that the last person did they're a different person they're going to react to those things differently like that factor alone is different right so but i've seen that too like folks that are just like yeah like i told them i knew everything like blah, blah blah and it's like dude like what did you get out of this like you, didn't, you weren't even open to listening, right? And That's probably the reason you were here in the first place. Probably the reason why she told you you had to come here in the first place because you don't know how to listen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know I've had friends that are like, you know, like like either creating conflict or like, oh, watch, I'm going to tell this guy off or I'm going to make him feel stupid. I'm like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, dude, let's let it go. Like, who, you know, who cares kind of deal? Like, you're you're putting energy into something that's not worth putting energy into. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think for me, I've only gotten to that point maybe after like half a thirty pack of beers, and then I'll start being that guy. But like on a normal day, I ain't ever going to be that person. I'm the same way, man. I'm just you like,
0: know what? What's the point? You know? <laughs> you know what? I wasn't going to bring it up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you brought it up, so now I got to ask. I mean, is it? I mean, because I felt like there was a couple times when like, oh, that's drunk, Mike.
1: Oh, there was a lot of times when you was know?
0: drunk, Mike. <laughs> and so, I mean, back then it's just like, oh, well, fuck, he's crazy. But now, you know, I'm like, okay. So, I mean, not that you have to necessarily go and exactly, I mean, it's completely up to you. But I mean, there's obviously something there. Cause I feel like for me, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just an elevated asshole from the asshole that I am when I'm sober. <laughs> I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm not like Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I, I, I definitely don't mind sharing. I, I've done a lot of, growing uh over the years and trying to understand that myself right um, you know i will say these days i mean i maybe drink a beer once a month or every other month right and it's usually like because i just want something to wash down dinner with it's not even like yeah. hey, i want to go out to this party my body's too old for that my, my well, I, birthday, I get that
0: i get that part of it you know i get <laughs> yeah, that part of it yeah. but i feel like i mean like if i think of if i get rid of that part of like the, you know, those times were like, oh, shit, like, he's, he's drunk, you know? And I just think of you, it's just all, like, positive shit, you know? It's all right. like, oh, this dude always had good energy, he was always cool, he's all, you know, never, like, just all good shit. But then that yeah. also tells me, like, why wasn't there ever any, like, oh, this dude's, like, you know, like, so I feel like there's something, maybe something's boiling up in there that he's, like, you want, you're being too nice, maybe? That, I mean, I don't know.
1: You know, I, I think a part of it was just some of the experiences I had growing up um you know I I had always been like a really quiet and shy person as a kid um yeah. even through high school I think the first time I ever like actively wanted to participate and talk to like another group of people was when I started wrestling in high school and that's because like I really enjoyed the sport I felt like I was pretty good at it I wasn't like the greatest but like you know when you when you're passionate and you feel good about something you like you tend to open up a bit more right I, yeah. I hadn't hit that with anything else prior to that but I think what ended up happening was like, I was around a lot of these males in my life who were very aggressive, uh, who were very loud, um, you know, who who got mad, who got angry, who fought, you know, like, this is my uncles, my cousins, even my older brother, to some extent, right, you know, he he was dealing with his own slate of things, but like, he was a very aggressive person uh, in my life, you know, I was always getting picked on by him. So in some sense, I think it was like my normal nature was to just kind of be like that reserved person and just you know try to be positive, you know try to make sure folks around me felt good. But I think maybe you know once you start drinking, some of those doors start opening up, some of those barriers start lifting. Right? It was kind of like, well, I want to be the tough guy now, right? I want to be the aggressive guy now, um, yeah. and I really had to, I really had to talk to myself about that. You know, I had to have some deep conversations and say like, well, why do you feel like you got to do that, right? Like. Who you got to prove that to? Like, at this point, you're past all those people. Like, you're doing things bigger and better than some of those other people could ever imagine doing in their lives, right? So what are you trying to prove to them, you know? But, yeah, it's a trip, man. I mean, I look back and, like, I could laugh about it now, right? Like, I can laugh with people who were there and whatnot. Um, But there was a good period where I was like, man, like, did I, like, screw up somewhere, right? Is there something I'm not catching? Like, is there something like am I innately actually like a, a, an aggressive like asshole and like maybe this is all just a facade, right? Like I, I had all these thoughts and all these questions about it, but really it just boiled down to like the way I grew up, I was so like pushed into like to be that quiet person that I think at some point it was like, okay, this is my chance to now not have to be the quiet person, right? This is my opportunity to be the loud person, to be the aggressive person. Like it's my turn, right?
0: And- uh, Like this is what a man should be. Because the men in your life were that, like, you know what I mean? It's
1: really more so about taking up the space, right? Okay. I I think even outside of the manhood piece, because to me, it wasn't ever really about that either. Um, It was just more so like the space and and the dominance of it, right? Like I have to be like the presence in this room, right? Even if it was that negative attention, but like I need to be the person to make things move here, right? Um, Alpha. yeah, 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 pretty much, right? Um, but it's a trip, man. I mean, I, I look back and I, I, I've I, seen other fraternity brothers go through that as well. Um, and I find myself on the other side telling them, hey, I've been there before. Yeah. Let me tell you a little earlier, right? Maybe you can figure this out a few years prior to when I figured it out, but there's something going on there that you act like that, right? And, and I've had some pretty... Deep conversations, thankfully, after I got my degree and had some skills to talk to people about some of those things and make some yeah. referrals and say, Hey, go get some help for this or go talk to somebody. But it's amazing, man. Like, I, I feel like, to your point, there are two people that existed in my life at one point, right? It was, there was like this person who was most of the time just the positive, you know, happy person. And then there was this guy who was like, Once he hits that 15th fear man, everybody got to start putting on their helmets and their pads real quick. Make sure you yeah. don't get bumped around. Uh, fortify the walls, make sure you board it all up and everything so we don't get any holes or anything like that, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And I think, I mean, on, on your point of making like making the referrals and, and and getting people help, I think that a lot of people maybe aren't there or maybe they go with like, oh, yeah, I get it, Mike. And they do get it, but then that's it. Like, And they think because they got it, like they heard it and they understood it, that it's just going to like, okay, I get it now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, you have to like continue to go through it. It's like the same thing when people will say, well, I was, I ha- I was depressed. You know, I had, you know, this happened and I was depressed and, you know, I had a really rough time, blah, blah. It's just like, and I had depression, but I don't anymore. Oh, why? Well, because, you know, I just don't, I don't, you know, I don't feel it or whatever. It's just like you found either you found ways to numb because you didn't really work on it. And you're just like, well, what did you do? They're just like, oh, well, you know, it was that time and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you have to work on that stuff. because, And that was, that was my point too when like my dad passed away that I was, I, I don't think I was in a, I mean, I was having like, sometimes I'd have like little panic attacks and stuff like that and just, you know, just thinking about it and feeling sad and stuff like that. But those little things were like, I need, I need to do, I need to find something to, to cope with this, you know, and not in an unhealthy way you know I can go and get drunk and I can go and do this and that but I was like I need to find the tools because I don't I had the foresight to at least be like I don't want to be that guy I don't want to be that guy with this chip on his shoulder that's like you know what I mean like just like fucking well my dad fucking died get the fuck out of my face like and just for no reason you know what I mean like I, I didn't want to be that guy so I was like I know I need to like find something to deal with this and just just in general, I don't want it to get to the point to where like, you need help, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah no, and it's 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 interesting you say that because I found myself having made that realization maybe about two or three years before I actually made the changes, right? Yeah. Um, I knew about it and was like, okay, I'm gonna try my best not to drink, right? I'm gonna try but eventually you hit one of those stumbling blocks and you're like, man, like, I, you know, the environment I'm in, the people I'm around, not to say like, folks are negative or toxic in that way. But it's just like that social environment was what kind of drew me in. And the next thing you know, you know, I'm on the tail end of a bad night, right? So I had to make the intentional choice to say, okay, I need to like put myself in situations that are going to be positive for me, right? I need to make decisions in my life about the type of person I want to be. I need to do things that are going to help me feel good about me. I think one of the biggest things that helped me turn that around Kind of going full circle right was was getting back into wrestling again um i i didn't think i was ever gonna like wrestle on a team like there's 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 like anybody could sign up you know through like the the we have like a national organization called usa wrestling you could sign up through that go to local tournaments wrestle with like you know 20 something year olds whatever and, and like whatever it's cool you can spar right but like yeah, it, in a formal organized way like as a part of a team I didn't think I'd ever do it after high school because you have to be like really good to go to a college and be able to wrestle to get a scholarship or do something like that. So yeah. When I, when I went to grad school, I got the opportunity to do it with the, the club team there. And so I was back in the mindset of like, oh, I need to watch what I'm eating. I can't go out and drink because I got to make sure I get enough sleep, right? I got to treat my yeah. body well. And I did that for long enough that it helped me rebuild some of those good habits that I had in high school and really made, it set me on a path where I was like, I'm not stopping, you know, and, and I haven't yeah. stopped since. Like I've continued to take care of myself. I'm eating better. I'm exercising every day, drinking enough water. Right. So it it, it was kind of just without the action or the substance to it, you know, like you were saying, it wasn't going to change. So I needed to make some changes and, and find some things that were going to allow me to like build those good habits and really stick with them, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that even, the thing is like you have to do it in a in a a right and healthy way right because even something like um like they say too much of anything's not good for you so even something like wrestling you could just become so so intensely into it to like not deal with what you're going through that you're just like you know what i mean it's like those workaholics right it's like oh well it's not unhealthy because he's making a lot of money and he's successful and you know and at the surface it looks great right somebody's a workaholic but it's like well they're how come they never want to be around their family or how you know what i mean like why are they not dealing with some of this other stuff you know and like but but on another note it's like yeah finding those things that do make you happy regardless if it's you know yeah i'm not gonna go pro yeah maybe i won't be fucking joe rogan on a podcast but i i enjoy doing it and i'm gonna just do it for that you know what i mean and just that just that reason because alone because it keeps me sane and it, it allows me to kind of connect with people especially right now in a time that's so difficult to connect with people you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah you know it's, it's interesting to me because i wrestling allowed me to be that aggressive person in a contained way right uh, in a way that was acceptable and i felt like that's kind of what it was an outlet for when i was in high school like the social the social factor right and then also being able to be somebody who could be tough right like i could get that out and, and, and be that person out there when I was in grad school, it was a little different. Like, you're wrestling against other grown men. Like, it, there's no kids out there, right? Like, you're yeah. all men. And so it's a little humbling in the sense that, like, I would always go out there and wrestle as tough as I could. And it was probably a bit of a different style than what I wrestled in high school. In high school, it's a bit more calculated and, and like, trying to play the match and trying to yeah. figure out the best strategy. I was just like, look, I'm happy I'm here and I get to do this again. So I'm just going to go out there and do as much as I can. And if I win, great. If I don't win, no loss, right? Like it's no sweat yeah. off my back. I'm still having fun. And I think that was the piece that allowed me to use it in, in, a, in a positive way was because I just, it, it was low stakes for me, right? The winning or losing or, or being competitive, like it was a part of the fun. And if I, if I got there, I got there. And if I didn't get there, I'm going to enjoy the journey along the way. Right. So, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how quickly something like that could also go the other direction. To your point, right? Like somebody could overindulge and become like deeply rooted in it. but catcher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Go, go, uh, find a lonely millionaire to get shot by. Jeez, that was such a crazy story. Exactly dude. right. Well, you well, know. Go ahead. Go ahead. One of my one of my coaches when I was at USC actually wrestled with uh, Dave Schultz. Um, oh, really? I was part of the Foxcatcher Fox team, and his Jimmy has, like, his gear up on the wall, and he used to tell stories all the time about him. I used to love picking on him. He's, he's an older guy, uh, small dude, but, like, just built like a boulder. Like, you, you yeah, it hard for me to move him, and he probably weighed about half as much as I did, but I'd always pick on him when we're at tournaments, try to push him around, and then he'd come back up to me when I wasn't paying attention to, like, shut me out of the way. But, you know, it it was he was a cool guy, a great mentor, you know, somebody I really – well he looked up to me more so cuz so I was bigger than him but like figuratively i looked up to him
0: <laughs> yeah uh, that's i mean and that's that's kind of where i was going to c- kind of take it because i think that when you hear somebody like you like we talked about some of the aggression that you had or whatever and we hear somebody like oh i did wrestling and then it gave me an outlet for that aggression and i feel like i feel like i disagree because the reason you liked it was because of things like this because of the community and because of you know the one, the endorphins that you're getting, not because you're like, oh, so angry and I got it out. No, it's more like this is fun and I'm happy and I'm not worried about stuff. And like I was talking to um, to Misael about because he's he's he likes playing basketball and he's the same. He's never going to go pro. And he's a huge Kobe fan and all that good stuff. But it's like when you're on the basketball court or when you're wrestling, you're not thinking about your bills. You're not thinking about your girlfriend. You're not thinking about your mom. Nothing. You rent nothing right because you're just thinking oh fuck this dude's got my neck like I need to get out I need to get out and that's all that's going through your mind so your mind is like in a good place it's not it's not being bogged down by so many different things you know what I mean and that's where you want to be
1: yeah you know it's I think at some point for me what I realized was it became less about being outwardly aggressive yeah I got I kind of matured through that it became more about challenging myself pushing myself um, obviously doing it with the mindset of like being healthy. Like I wasn't starving myself or like doing these ridiculous, like, you know, 30 mile runs with a freaking rucksack on my back, you know, like it, it was just like, can I, can I do a little bit better next time? Right. Can I push myself a little harder through this workout? You know, last time I kind of slacked off that last quarter mile, can I just push through and sprint through it? Right. Like just these little things that I was like, okay, I feel accomplished. Like I've exactly passed my own markers. Right. Um, and to the other point, you know, what you're saying about, you know, things kind of falling away. There's maybe three times in my wrestling career that I can remember ever hearing anybody else around me. The rest of the time, I I can't tell you anything that I heard. Like the whole gym could be, could have been loud as hell and I would have not heard it. But it's, it's, it's such a trip when you're so immersed in something that you enjoy and you're just, you're driven by it, right? Like everything else just melts away. Like literally everything just melts away. You become deaf to the outside world, literally.
0: Yeah and and that's great i think that you know it's great to, to find something like that and that, um but I, also like i think people hear that and they and then they then they search for that you know what i mean instead of just just, just sitting in it like the, you know what i mean like and, and having that self awareness they're always like trying to like search for something or they or like you know there's a lot of people who try to just get away you know because that's the only way i'm going to silence all these fucking voices or whatever but it's just like now you now you're just running you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a difference of like, oh, like, this is dope. I like it. Um, and I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of like, like, you know, maybe introvert people or whatever, feel like, oh, well, I just need to be within myself, figure myself out. And then people will accept me. And it's like, we're natural social beings, you know, and we need to find those outlets. And that that's my whole point of like, look, you think you're weird, but you're not. Or you are weird, but so am I, and so is he. Like, we're fucking weirdos. And the shit that goes to your brain, is like when you're like sitting at a like traffic light and you see some dude in a car and you're just like, oh, like you make up some story about him. I do that shit all the time. It's like, I wonder what that dude's life is like. It's just some dude, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or when you're driving and you turn around and you make eye contact, but like you're both driving you're on the freeway and for some reason you guys both turn around at the same time and you're like, Oh, that was weird. Well, how do we yeah. both just look at each other like a you know? And so you're it's like, like man, a weird thing. Yeah.
1: It's like dude, those, freaking weird now. Like I just looked at him, like, oh god. Yeah, why did we look
0: at each other? That was weird. Like you're in like two lanes over, like why did we look at each other? You know? Yeah. You know, trip it's out. Like, my, is it just uh, me? Is it just me? No, right? It was like
1: My 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 fiance and I probably wouldn't be together if she didn't test my weirdness. Um, to be quite honest, if she wasn't weird herself, we probably wouldn't be where we're at in our relationship. Yeah. Um, my, so my, my one of my little bros, the one that I have from UC San Diego, uh, for the paternity, he, he, him and I get along because we're we're just both fucking weird people. Like straight up, we're weird people, and we just do weird shit all the time. And it's mostly in service of weirding out other people because him and I get it, and we'll yeah, just yeah. laugh at each other because we're like yeah. You're being a stupid ass, but this shit's funny. Nobody gets it, except except and you. So we used to do this thing where he would just make like this like very blank face at folks and just stare at them for like a good like 10, 15 seconds. And just like people would always be tripped out like, is he okay? Like what's wrong with him? Why is he just looking at me that way? So I started doing it back to him once I caught on, right? But unknowingly started also doing it to other people. Like I, I just kind of transferred it over and started doing it in my other relationship. <laughs> what the fuck is this who looking <laughs> at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did it. I did it to my girl like the first couple of times we had gone out. And like she's like, honestly, can I tell you something? Like this is like deep into our relationship at this point. She's like, I thought you were so weird. Like I didn't know if there's something wrong with you. I didn't know if you were <laughs> going to try to like, like kidnap me or something because like you were just like you kept making this face and just staring at me. But one day she did it back to me, the same thing. And I started laughing. And she's like, that's when I knew I was okay because I realized you were doing it to be an idiot. You weren't doing it to be like you weren't you're weird, but you weren't doing it because like you had something wrong with you. Right. Like it was just because you were trying to like make me uncomfortable to like make me laugh or something. She's like, I feel like if I had never done that, I would have just been like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What did I get myself into? So because she tested my weirdness and she matched it, we are we are now.
0: Well, I, I think it's also like a big, big self-awareness as well, right, for her. And just to kind of be like, okay, like, I know he's not, I like, I know he's into me. I know he's not, like, tripping. Um, but also communication, right, because she told you. And there's so many people that are like, yo, this is weird i'm just gonna i'm just gonna cut it you know what i mean because they're not willing to like be like okay what's what's going on or is he kidding oh you're kidding okay cool no they're just kind of like oh my god like oh how do i how do i approach this how do, oh my god like it's, it's putting me in a, such a difficult position because i don't know what he's thinking or whatever you don't know what i'm thinking fucking ask like you, yeah. you know what i mean like it's yeah. it, it's that simple or like you know i don't know this and that i told you or hey i don't like it when you do this okay cool now that you told me, I won't do it. Like, it's just like simple things, right? Or you don't like when I do that, but you know what? That's kind of me. I will work on it. I'll try to do it. But I mean, it's kind of who I am. What's yeah. the issue? You know? So yeah. you're figuring out people, like you said. And, and then she could have easily been like, no, that's too weird for me. I don't like that. Like, you know what I mean? And, and like, she could have, or she could just not got it and left and potentially lost something that's, you know, really good, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny you say it because it's just like I can't tell you it solves everything because we've still had our share of disagreements, arguments, we've gotten upset, right? Yeah, definitely. But, but by far I can tell you far in a away it feels way different than any other conversation I've had with any of the other relationships I've been in because of that, because we usually will tell each other like, hey, this is how you came off, right? This is the way I received that. This is how I felt because of it. This is what I need to happen, Right. Yeah, We're both very good about you having that anxiety.
0: empathy instead of just always being in in your own. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't. I mean, there's a couple of times where I've kind of gotten like, you know, man, I'm taking this personal. But I mean, no sooner than maybe a couple hours but pass by, and I'm like, man, maybe I took that a bit too personal. Maybe that's not about me. Maybe that's just something that like I can work on, right? Like, or that we can figure figure out together. Like, it's yeah. always that's the part that really works for us. It's just how do we make this less about like. I need this, you need this, but like, yeah. how do we work together to make that happen, right? Like, how do we collaborate here?
0: Well, collaboration and, and reciprocity as well, right? Because it's like, if if it's always like, if you're the one always having to make the changes, you're the one always having to reach out, you're the one always having to communicate. And yes, once you do, then she does. But then like, you know, it's like, for you to be considered as well. I, I saw something today yeah. day that was like, a, and it's not one of those cheesy, like, I did this and you know, like the... The woman wanted to like buy something. Oh, a comb for her hair. That's what it said. I think I forgot where I read it. And it said a comb for her hair. And then and he was gonna buy. He had a watch that didn't have a wristband. And he was like, oh, I was gonna I was gonna buy, you know, a, a wrist uh, a wristband for my watch. You know, but I don't have enough money. And so he was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna go sell. He goes and sells the watch, right? So he could buy her a comb. But then the woman goes and sells her hair so she could buy you know bands for his watch or i don't know how much the hair is going for but um, (laughs) (laughs) the the whole point was the the reciprocity right it wasn't like oh yeah go go sacrifice for me no at that point he was like oh shit you need something well i kind of needed a comb but then you need your your thing for your watch so then she went out to try to figure it out for him and he went out to figure it out for her which is like shows that like hey we both care it wasn't just like well go figure it out because i need a comb you know? Yeah, yeah, and
1: I'll and I'll tell you, it's 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 by no means easy work to do. Um, it, no, it, once yeah. you get in the gel of it, it it gets easier because you get in a good rhythm. But I mean, you got to imagine folks are carrying stuff from their past with them, right? Things they grew up with, their previous yeah. relationships, and it's hard for some people to. You don't be know like when that, those things a,
0: are going to be triggered, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know, and, and some people like it's very easy to be defensive and put up walls and say like, oh, like they upset me like I'm not going to talk to them, right? We're, we've had to get to a space where we're like, look, I love you and I care about you. And you may not be ready to talk to me right now, but I'm I'm here when you're ready to work on this. Let's do this together, right? Like I said, genuineness as well. And not about like, well, I need you to fix this for me, right? Like it's like, no, nah, let's work on this for us, right? Like this, let's set ourselves up for success here because it's not going to do you or me any good to just be like me, me all the time, right? Like that ain't going to yeah. help anybody here, you know?
0: yeah no definitely i think that you know what i always say is like considering others but at the same time being aware of your needs too you know what i mean and and setting those i mean the the what i think i i have a problem with or whatever it may be whatever you want to call it is is boundaries right it's setting those boundaries you know and i think that it's a very simplified word that's why i don't like it because it's like well set your boundaries and set your boundaries because then it feels like oh like this is how far i'm gonna go but it's also like hey like i know that i I know myself enough and i'm working on myself and i and i took enough time to know that that this is coming from a good place of like hey this isn't gonna work for me you know like certain things you know like uh like basically what well well one of my therapists had said like set your like you know especially from a relationship like what are your non-negotiables and what are your like preferences, right? If it's like, Oh, I prefer girls with long hair, you know, is it going to be a deal breaker? No, but I do like girls that have long hair or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? But then your non-negotiables are like, I don't, I don't want to be cheated on (laughs) like, or, you know what I mean? Or I don't want to be disrespected, you know, kind of deal. Like those are, those are things that are very much, if she disrespects me, I'm gone. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh well, short hair, you know, but she has long hair. Like that, I like long hair, but she disrespects me all the time. Like, oh, but I, she has great boobs. Yeah. It's like, no, it's like, dude, boobs is is preference, like yeah. respect yeah. is way before boobs, you know what I mean, or whatever it may be. Like, yeah. You
1: know, and then I, I feel like in a lot of ways, that's that's where I was. Um my big growth area for my previous relationships has always been like. I've very much been a giver in relationships. Very much like, let me do everything I can. And, and what ends up happening at some point, I burn out. And then I like shut down. It was like and my people skills. Who am
0: I? You're
1: right. And, it, and, it's, and it's tough at that point, right? Things just get worse and worse. The more that you grind on, right? But I, I've been very good and mindful with this relationship to be like, hey, I'm going to also tell you the things that I need, right? As yeah. my partner, like for us to work together, like I need your support. Like I'm going to be... Vulnerable with you for a second and let you know, like, this bothered me, right? Or, like, I need this, or, like, you know, I like this, you know, this is my preference here, right? Even yeah, if it's a preference, but just making it clear. I think that is probably such an important skill, just as much as having, like, the ability to, to reciprocate, right? Like, the, those are two things. If you put them together, like, it, it's going to get you very far, right?
0: And did you feel guilty, like, in the initial time when you're like, I'm setting what I want, or or worried that you're like, fuck, if I tell her what I want, she might leave.
1: So, so the, the, the social worker in me, right, is really actually what came into play, which was like, make sure you say this in a way that it lands as meaningful for you, right? But that you're not like overstepping or overpressing or coming off like an asshole because you're asking for this and demanding this, right? And there's a few times I've had to step it back and say like, you know what, you're right. I kind of came at you the wrong way. Let me rephrase that. Let me read yeah. re, 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 let me restate it real quick in a different way because I think the way I said it the first time I clearly was like coming off as a jerk. Let me say it this way instead, right um, I haven't had the opposite where like I've come on a little like soft and I think it's because I've just pushed myself out there to say like hey, you need to, you need to get it out there right But it, it's interesting like once you start doing it, it becomes easier and, and the other person gets in the habit of doing it, it's easier for you to respond to them and say, okay, like I'll take that in mind. You know, if it's something deep, like, you know, I'm really sorry that I caused you to feel that way, that I caused that to happen. Here's what we could do to work together to fix this. Right. This is my piece. I'm going to take ownership of it. And then together we could do this, this and this as well. Right. Like just kind of, again, that collaboration at the, at the heart of it.
0: Yeah. And uh, like you're saying, collaboration and working together to figure shit out, because like you said, if something if I did something that brought something up for you and that wasn't my intention, but you're blaming me for it, but I have no idea that that happened. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like, like if I said, like, you know, like I said the uh, the therapist being like, man, fuck that bitch, you know, or something like that. And then for me, it's just like, oh, you know, my dad used to call my mom a bitch, and every time I hear that, and like, but now it's like you're putting it on them, but like, oh, you should know every, you should know my whole backstory. You should know everything that's going on in my head. And you should know that that pissed me off. It's like, why did right. it piss you off? Because I said the word or because there's something associated with that word that, that really, you know, resonates with you and really puts you in a bad state. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. if there's, if you want, if you like, I did a lot of comedy, you know, I did a lot of standup comedy and there's a lot of fucking shit out there that dudes say that's like, whoa, what did that dude just say? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, and it's like, you can't like take it all, take it in on yourself. Right. Like, like you know and just be like oh he said a joke about about you know about illegal immigrants i'm not gonna be all the time just be like oh no you can't joke about illegal immigrants it's like well if it's a good enough joke he can (laughs) you know some people are just doing it and it's not funny but to me i'm always like look if the joke is good enough if it's clever like even you know like if i hear a good mexican joke i'll laugh i'm not gonna be like oh no that's inappropriate you know it's like oh that's a good one you know
1: but I mean, best believe I'll call you out if it's not funny. they'll be like, dude, that shit exactly. Funny. Like, you dude, didn't even try. Like, come yeah, on, yeah. Like,
0: dude, you're that's just like, oh, fucking Mexican, dirty Mexicans. Like, yeah, come on, bro, get creative. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> just like, yeah, you can be more creative than that. Come on, like, you know, it's just like that's that's where I'm, and that's a different story. But I'm saying like, when you're triggered, you can't like, especially if you're in a relationship or with family, like you can't just put it out there, like, like fuck you. Like, you know, it's just like, well, what, what is at the core of that? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah. Right. Well, that, I mean, and what you're saying there is, is, is it's such an important skill to just be able to ask that, right? To know, to have the intuition to say, something's up. Like, can we talk real quick, right? Can I ask what's going on? Can you help me, you know, understand? Can you give me the context? Can you walk me through also knowing like sometimes folks don't want to talk just yet it's like
0: well you're just an asshole you're just an asshole that's why can can we we maybe take like 10 minutes can we take like a day
1: whatever you need and we come back to this right like because you're right like some folks are like nah fuck you i don't want to talk to you or nah that you're being you know what you did and it's like i don't i'm trying to figure that out you're not ready to tell me but let's talk about it when you're ready to tell me right like asking that question is so so important for any relationship I do that with my family all the time. You know, they, they'll, they'll be kind of acting all weird. And I'm like, well, what did I do? Like, what's going on? And sometimes they're surprised when I ask them because I don't think anybody's ever asked them that before. Right. They're like, well, you said this or like you did this. And I'm like, see, I, I didn't know that I caused you to feel like that because of that. And now I know for next time, next time yeah. can you just, you know, let me know, like, let's talk about it. Right. And then folks start getting in that habit of like, oh, I feel safe to tell this person next time. They're not going to come at me in like a weird way. Or like yell back at me, right? Like, nah, fuck you. You're being the asshole,
0: you know? Like, yeah. And then you can't take a pers- like you said, not taking it personal yourself as well, you know. Yeah. And, and like sometimes it's like they tell you, oh, because you said this isn't and that. And sometimes you're like, well, you know, I don't know what, I don't know how that caused that for you. It's like, well, they have they kind of figure out, like, well, I guess you're right. Like, it's not really you. Like, you know, that's something that's coming up for me, you know. And not just like being in that that state, like you know, like always blaming you know it's easy to blame it's easy to say well they're weird or they're they you know they always they like to piss me off you know what I mean yeah. like people always say that it's just like well I mean it's up to you to get mad you know
1: it's 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 that sense of empathy as well right Um, and that's why I really it, it's I don't take it personal a good portion of the time right I mean I'm human it still happens to me but like it's really having that empathy right and just understanding like Something in this person's experience causes them to react that way. Like, that's, that's truth. That's reality for them. I can't question that, right? And yeah. I, I can't take that in personally either, right? Um, you know, there's, there's so many folks out there, I mean, especially with social media being what it is and it being an echo chamber, right? Like, but folks are quick to like jump on each other and like make judgments about each other. And it's like, dude, just have like a little bit of empathy, take it down a couple of notches, and just at least think, like, well, what if it was this, right? Or what if they experienced that? Um, that that's, that's an important question too, right? Is to ask yourself, well, what if I was in their position and like, how, what would that be like, right? Like imagine what it would be like if like I was, you know, homeless, right? And, and having to go through the things they go through, you know, when you have some other folks are saying, well, you're homeless because you're a drug addict and like you need to stop using drugs and we can't help you until you stop using drugs. It's like, it's a cycle for some folks because that's how they cope with being homeless, right? Or they became homeless because there was an underlying issue substance yeah. use, right? So point being, you got to have that empathy, right? Like you got to be able to like take yourself out of it for a second, think about the other person.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think on, on the other side of that is like, cause I mentioned like the boundaries, right? Of like, look, there's only so much that I could do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it be in a relationship with the, with the love, you know, with your, with your girlfriend or whatever, or like a family member, it's just like, look, I can only bring 50% to the table and, obviously like I'm you, you get pushback, and like at least for me sometimes I I, I want I, I go into that 60 75 or whatever like like you had mentioned because I'm like oh fuck I want to fix this and I, I don't you know it I don't like that it got fucked up you know but sometimes it's like you know what like I could only show up as far as I can and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot here and they're not showing up and like you said eventually it's just like they get used to that that same thing and either they either you resent them because you can't, you know, you're not speaking up when you should and you're not setting those boundaries or it just becomes, you know, you're just being used because they're like, you know, you're, you're, you're not like, like I said, who am I? Because it's just always me having to do things for, you know, for you and you not considering, you know, me or anybody else as well.
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes it's helpful to help point the other person to either, not just help, not just therapy, like those are great things and definitely yeah. can be useful, but also just practicing like that skill building with them, right? Working in tandem on, on those skills that can help you both. Um, I've done that with with all of my parents, both my mom, my dad, and my stepdad in the last like five, six years of my life have really grown a lot closer with all of them because we've done that together. We've worked on those skills And it's not like, maybe at the beginning I had to give like that 75%, right? But now we're moving back towards that 50-50. We're we're starting to, they have those skill sets now that that I know they're aware of, that they can use. We've done and demonstrated together, right? That now they can can pull their weight a bit, you know? And it's amazing how that happens and, and like how much it enriches your relationships. You know, when you know both of you are able to kind of work together and build those skills together and that like, it doesn't have to be me 75% all the time anymore like there might be a day where I need you 75% now you know like and, and you have the skills to help me with that right like let's let's work together on it so yeah I, I agree man like it's 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 push-pull right like it's it's making sure you have a healthy balance of the boundary setting but also like enough care and consideration for the other person to not just fucking throw everything and walk out right
0: I think I mean what you mentioned with uh with the parents is like I feel like a lot of first generation Latinos and stuff we we become that like sometimes whether it be you know a resource and you have to fucking do your parents taxes when you're 10 you know because you know english or like or 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 be a a therapist or be you know what i mean be their accountant be their you know what i mean like you have or or just you know because they're maybe immature wouldn't that can be in anything but like you know in any race or whatever it may be but i think like a lot of the times we have to mature quicker right and we can't like when you're kids, you can't just be a kid, you know. And when yeah. you have resources and money, and you know you're well off, you are allowed to just be a kid and just play video games all day. And you know what I mean. You don't have to go to, to work with your mom, and you know what I mean, and, and work at the yeah. restaurant or whatever. It Maybe
1: it's 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 a trip, man. Like I, my mom spent a large degree of um, our lives um, on her own. You know, we we've always had my dad. Um, He's always been around to some extent, but like my mom was always our primary caregiver. We yeah. spent the majority of our time with her. And so she was working, you know, her, her butt off to put food on the table.
0: And Not only that, like
1: it's not like we just had a mediocre life. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, like we didn't have the best conditions to live in at times, but like we still got to go play sports, right? Like we still got to be involved and, and like hang out with our friends and stuff because she supported yeah. us and went above and beyond. But I always ended up being kind of that like, sounding board for her when we would talk through things. And even to this day, we have a very close relationship where she'll talk through things with me. But it's become a lot less like I'm venting to you, like just to vent, but more so like we're almost working together. Like, let's, let us let me just be here to help you sort it out. And then you figure out the work you need to do to make it happen, right? Like, I'm not yeah. doing the work for her. Um, on my dad's end, it's like it, he's had to grow and mature Through a lot of mistakes he made in his past and some of those he still holds with him Um, i've had to kind of help him understand like how to really give himself some grace and just forgive himself for things that like all of us already moved on from Um, yeah so to your point when you're doing all that work for other people who are supposed to be like your caregivers Right, on top of the shit you gotta do, because like nobody told me how to apply to college and, and yeah, yeah, uh, the financial aid application and then do my own taxes, right? And then figure out how to fix my car and do all this other stuff. I, I nobody told me those things. I had to figure those things out on top of then going back to teach my parents how to undo some of the traumas they went through so that they could be better people, also, right? Like there's a lot of layers to that shit, dude. Like yeah, yeah there definitely is.
0: And then you find it difficult. when you jump in a relationship to trust people right because you're so used to doing all this shit on your own and nobody was ever there for you and you're like don't let them fuck it up like don't you know some or they put that like stigma of like you know hey people are always gonna try to fuck you over like you know just do shit for yourself and you don't need anybody you don't fucking need this you don't need that like just go do your own thing instead of like no like if there's a community then there's a lot of people out there who are genuinely just gonna help you know what I mean? They, yeah. they will give you advice and they will give you resources without asking anything in return. And that's how we have to kind of, you know, act in that way. It's to say, Hey, I'm willing to help. But like I said, like, especially for people like me and you, I'm willing to help, but I'm only willing to go this far, you know? Right. And within that, I'm, I'll give you what, you know, if you reach out to me and you're putting in the work, Hey, I'm always going to be there, you know, but if I, you know, do get up to that 50% and, and nothing's happening for you or, and you're not making, you're not, giving anything back, then that's where I am. And if you want to meet me there, then we can meet there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I, along with that, for me, it's, it's naming those things too, right? Like you can't come at somebody and be like, oh, in my head, I'm only going to give 50%. And if they don't meet me here, I'm out of here, right? Yeah. I don't ever tell them that. Yeah, I got to go into there and set those expectations too and say, hey, look, this is how I can help you, right? These are the things I can do for you. Uh, if that doesn't work at any point, let's talk about it. Like, it either means, A, this isn't going to work out, right? Like, you need to to fix something else out. Or B, like, we need to just make some adjustments, right? But I'm letting you know up front what my expectations are in this situation or in this relationship right now. Um, Doing that part is, like, the extra step that gives you, like, the, the ability to be able to say, you didn't meet these things. You didn't talk to me about it. You weren't willing to work it out, right? Like, I got to do something else now. Like I can't continue to spend my time, my energy here, you know, and, and, and feel drained because like I'm putting in so much effort. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's uh, cause then it just starts weighing on you even more. And then, and then to them, they're like, well, they're carrying it for me kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want to put yourself in that position where like you have the whole world on your shoulders and it's hard to do. Like I consider myself very much like an empath. Like I, I, you know, uh, things sit with me sometimes emotionally in ways that I don't know if other people experience. I'm sure there are other people, but like I haven't verbally been told by anybody like, hey man, sometimes like I see something or hear something and it like really hits me deep and like emotionally I experience a lot with that. Like I go through that quite a bit, um, not just in the negative sense. but well, even I think positive. It's
0: because you also go through it, right? And a lot of people that, that that's the that's the misconception right when you when you see like an avoidant or like somebody who's more like you know vocal and like anxious and outwardly anxious you know because you think well the avoidant doesn't have any feelings and it's like oh they fucking do There there's a lot there they're just not putting it out there and it's just festering or they're or they're compartmentalizing it you know what i mean and the anxious person sometimes is kind of you know there's too much going on and they're trying to make sense of it and so yeah. If you get to the point to where like, okay, now you're getting to the point to where like, I'm making sense of it and I'm more secure in my thoughts, I'm more self-aware, then that's where you want to be, right? Because, you know, like I said, you see them and then you always see, oh, they're so strong. They're not feeling anything. And sometimes they're they're the weakest one in the room because they're just, everything's just eating them up. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's you know, like anything, there's a balance. You know, to your point earlier in saying that too much of something could also be bad. So like, it's just really checking in with yourself and knowing, like, it's okay to process through those feelings, right? Uh, you know, who to thunk, right? Like, Latino men being able to process through their feelings. But it's, it's yeah, important, that's, right? That's like The
0: whole reason I started this thing, bro, is <laughs> even Latinos in general, you know? like,
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's real, though. Like, you got to tell yourself that you deserve it, right? Like, you deserve to be given that dignity uh, to be able to sit with your feelings and, and express them and work through them in whatever way works best for you. Now, does it mean, like, as a man, I can't then go be tough and, like, do rough, rugged things? Like, no, I certainly can do those things still. But it also doesn't mean I can't come home, think about some shit, be a little sad about it, right, and, and yeah. process it my way, right? Like, there's, there's – those things don't have to exist separately. They can both be a part of who I am, you know, and, and that's really, for me, is part of the richness of life as a whole. It's just, like, when you can really feel through those experiences – and just kind of like think through those emotions right and just like sit with it you know and really be like okay like you know this shit makes me sad or this shit makes me really happy or like I'm, I'm overwhelmed with joy for this you know for this person that's going through this right or or whatever it is um but to your point some folks either don't they keep it in they have too much that they don't know what to do with it i feel like my older brother's a lot like that um, there's a lot going on internally you could see the wheel spinning but it's hard to keep him in one place at one time because he's so anxious about all of it, right? And so he kind of has that issue where it's like he he never really gets to sit and breathe yeah, and, and move through whatever is inside of him, right? Um, yeah. But it's, it's been amazing for me to be able to do that um, because I think he's, he's seen some of that in me and has learned some of it, right? And, and has picked up on it. Um, I was telling my mom last week, The guy loves to cook go figure we never knew that but like
0: yeah
1: i told her you know i was having a conversation with the guy was flying at like you know 100 miles an hour and when he started working through like the food prep he was doing he slowed down i said he he slowed down he started talking a little bit slower really sitting with some of the ideas and and it was just crazy like that was what he needed he needed something to anchor himself and then he could talk, right? Yeah, then I mean, he could process.
0: Cooking cooking's an art form, you know, and just the same way I think it's 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 a creative outlet, the same way wrestling is, is a creative outlet as well. You know what I mean? There's an art to it and to some degree. And I think that, you know, also when you have all that shit stewing up, it's like that same thing when you keep it down. You think, well, if I if I say this to people, they're gonna think I'm fucking weird. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. you know, they're not gonna accept me or I, I'm better off just like look. You don't want these problems. I'm better off walking away, man. You don't want you don't want what's going on in here instead of like, no, like put it out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, you're especially when you're not used to it and you don't come from that, you know, environment of maybe growing up to where like your parents are telling you to not cry and to not talk about your shit and to be strong, you know, And you're just like, yeah, my feelings don't fucking matter. Like, so why should I? express them and then you meet somebody who is very much open and, and saying yeah tell me what you got and to them they're like you're not expressing anything and then to to and then the opposite they're like you're expressing too much you know what i mean yeah, so,
1: yeah. you know it's it, i mean i totally was the kid who was crying all the time and was always being told not to cry right yeah. so i definitely at some point hit that <laughs> point where i was like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah that was me and for, I just, for like everything Tokyo, you know for everything but like I you know, I was always told, like, oh don't cry, like you shouldn't be crying, like you're a boy, like don't cry, right? That's another thing that, that gets attached to it too, right? Um, it's like that maleness. Or oh, like, you sound like, like I, a girl. Right, right. And I'm like, I mean, I know some, some tough ass girls. That's what I'm saying, you know. So so saying, I, you I mean, know? I, I've met plenty that wrestle that probably could could hand me my ass. So like, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna take offense to that, right? Um, and also just Being comfortable with myself, I think I've I've learned so much about like the world existing on such a wide spectrum. Like there's not so many binary things the way that I thought about when I was a kid or when I was a young adult. Like uh, there's so many there's there's such a spectrum to almost every facet of life now that it's like you gotta be okay with who you are, right? Like you gotta be comfortable with like you're not gonna fit a certain mold or fit like this or that. Like don't let other people put that on you, right? Like cool with who you are. And to your point, like it's okay if it if part of you feels weird. Everybody else is probably doing some weird shit you don't know about either, right? In their car, at home, whatever, right? Like, it's funny as shit. Like every time I think about that, my younger, my youngest brother, uh, when he was a kid, funny as shit. Like we don't even know why to this day. He doesn't remember doing it, or at least he says. But, yeah. <laughs> like, we would ask him why he would do it, and he, like, never gave us an answer. But, like, he used to go and stand in front of the mirror and, like, not just check himself out, but, like, he would make weird faces at himself, like, stretch his face in weird ways for, like, literally, like, 30 minutes to an hour at a time. Like, it wasn't even just a quick pass by, like, um, oh, like, checking my face out. Like, real, like, he would stand there and, like, be entertained, like, doing that yeah. to himself. And we would ask him, we're, like, maybe he's just weird. Maybe he's just like, it's his thing. Right. And so like, at some point I was just like, you know, I'm not even going to call attention to it anymore. Uh, I mean, I sure stuck up on him and scared his ass a few times, but that was just because it was funny. But like, I never, like, at some point I just stopped saying like, Oh, what, what are you doing? Like, I was just like, whatever, like, let me be weird then, you know, like don't be on for it, you know? And, and, and to me, it, it, it sounds stupid, but like, it was almost inspiring in a way. Cause it's just like, I mean, if he could do weird shit like that, like, why can't I do weird shit? Right. Like, Within reason. I mean, I'm not going to do yeah. something crazy, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's off the edge, but like we all got our little quirks, right? And I think that's ultimately what makes us fun. Like that's what makes us unique. You know, if we don't embrace those things then you're always going to keep running for who you truly are, you know?
0: Yeah. No, yeah. And I, I think uh, one, that's kind of the basis of, of, of the podcast, you know, and being being weird. And, and I, I, I want to kind of close it off on maybe a time that you, I mean, I know we went over a few of them, but if there's another one that you think, it doesn't have to be crazy or it could be, it could be a funny one or it could be something that like, like maybe, like you said, crying, something like that. Well, a time that you felt like a weirdo, you know, besides the like the blatant, like, you know, doing weird faces, which I think is the same thing. Like, like me and my brother, um, we had my nephew was being weird. And like my brother, everybody was looking at me, and my brother, like, why are you laughing? Because we would notice his little weird things he was doing that were hilarious to us. And everybody else was like didn't catch them. We were just dying laughing. And my nephew wasn't trying to be funny either, but it's like me and him had that same humor that we're both like, Oh my god, like I can't believe he did that. He's being so weird, you know? And we're just cracking up. But also like, like you said, like maybe when you were talking to your girl and 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 she made you feel weird about like expressing yourself or something, you know. So if you know, you can think of if you you could take a second or whatever, you know, to think of a time.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's uh, real stuff. I mean, I I've always felt weird in some sense throughout my whole life, so like it's kind of like pick, you know, any <laughs> chapter whatsoever and yeah. probably find it there. Um, honestly, the truth be told, probably at least for my adult life, the, the weirdest I felt has been experiencing life as as a Mexican, you know, as a Latino who doesn't speak Spanish. It is oh. it, everybody looks at me so like if someone comes up to me and asks me in Spanish, I speak Spanish? And I tell them no. And they look at me like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, like, yeah, they give me like a look like, are you sure you don't speak Spanish? Cause you look like you do, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I know on the outside, but like inside here, it doesn't like, I can understand you, but I can't yeah. speak you back. And, and it's, it's been funny as hell because our fraternity being like a Latino interest fraternity, like majority of the brothers speak Spanish. They're all very well like embedded in their own cultures. And yeah. so a lot of shit that they would tell me or, like, share with me, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is, dude. You gotta explain that to me. Or they'll say something in Spanish, and it's, like, slang, and I'm like, I have no yeah. idea what the fuck's going on. I'm just gonna laugh, too, because everybody else is fucking <laughs> laughing. But, like... A la I, verga. I, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah! And then like, I'll fucking randomly, like, say it sometime, and I have no idea what the fuck it means, you know? And I'm just like, I hope we use that the right way, and people aren't like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's probably been one of the weirdest experiences for me, but... At the end of the day, I've also learned to embrace it because I, I one, I understand like historically why I don't speak Spanish. So there's a lot of shit that I, I've had to explain to folks about it. Like in, yeah. the, in the US, there was a generation of people who got their ass beat for speaking Spanish. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like my grandparents and my and my parents were like were kind of in the intersection of that. Yeah. Right. Um and so I did not right? But like at the same time, it's kind of just like I always stuck out like I I could blend in if I did if I kept my mouth shut. Right. Like if I ever went to TJ to get tacos with the guys, like as long as I kept my mouth shut, I was good to go. But the second I was like, fuck, I don't know how to say this. Right. Like, or I don't, I'm not really sure how to order that. Can you order for me? And they're looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why don't you order your own food? Right. Why don't you get your own drink? Like, why are you having me order your drinks for you? I'm like, cause I don't fucking know what to say. Like, what the fuck? Like help me out here. You know, don't leave me hanging.
0: I want tacos, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just give me all the tacos, all of them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Kind of like Floyd May there, there. He doesn't know how to read. He just, you know, buy out the menu. Fuck it. I don't know. I can't read it. <laughs> yeah, just, fuck it. I'm just going to take
1: the whole restaurant. Give it, give me all you got. Right? Like, exactly. I mean, if, I, if I fucking had that money, yeah, I would have just bought the whole fucking, give me the whole taco stand. We're good.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a, that's a, it's a, it's a good place, to, a good way to end it. Because I think it's something that I feel like a lot of people won't mention, you know, cuz I I, mean, I speak Spanish and I can understand it but then like sometimes I'll get to like you know you're like with real Mexicans and you're like dude I don't I don't know that word like you know or, or I don't know how to or if I'm t- if I'm doing it for work and I have to speak very formally and and talk about you know my like my sales pitch in Spanish I'm like oh fuck like I can't do that you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like that that makes that makes it hard so so yeah man I I think we we definitely it's definitely a good episode where we, where we dug in, you know, and, and, and I think hopefully people will, I think they, or I think they will find a good value in it just in like the sense of a, from a, a social works perspective and just the growth and how, you know, how you, how you got there and, and how you continue like you said, to, to continue to communicate with your, with your family and, and, and your fiance and, and like I said, too many people think that like, well, I'm done now. You know, like I said, right. like with the depression, like, oh, that passed. Now I'm good. It's just like it's it, it's an ongoing thing, you know, and so that's a good thing. Good message to tell people, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just bought a house this last year and I can tell well, you there's, there's no single unintentional holes in any of the walls in the house. And I don't <laughs> ever intend for there to be. So it's a, it is a continuous process. I'll have to continue to maintain it. So
0: <laughs> that, that's a good motivation right there. huh? No, I don't want yep. to repair any holes in this house.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining me. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you guys again on the Weirdos Only podcast.